So my friends, today we hear about the way that riches and worldly things uh, should impact our lives and what our response should be. Uh, Starting with that first reading from the book of Ecclesiastes, also called Koheleth, uh, and Vanity of Vanities. Uh, You know, Koheleth is, it's almost like an anti-gospel in the Old Testament. It's not a fun book to read. If you want to go read the whole thing, like, good for you, but don't do it on a rainy day because it's not going to be enjoyable. Uh, It's a pretty, it's a bummer book to read because basically what it is is Koheleth is in some way tied into the life of King Solomon. It's either his reflections at the end of his life or someone's reflection upon the end of Solomon's life. At the end of Solomon's life, Solomon had amassed a lot of wealth, a lot of wives, and a lot of weaponry and, you know, arms, military strength. But at the end of his life, This is it. Vanity of vanities. All things are vanity. These don't do anything. And we, as religious people, need to bear witness that we should know that the treasures of this world have a shelf life. Anything we have in this world, it has a shelf life. All of the wealth that we could um, accommodate, that we can acquire, all of um, the pleasures we could acquire, all the power even if we're powerful in this world, it has a shelf life. It's not going to last. It will last until the end of our life, and that's it. Similarly, our Lord in the Gospel tells the story of the rich man. Now, it's interesting, I was listening to a podcast um, which pointed out that that rich man is actually King Solomon, and that people listening at the time would have understood that as Solomon. The same way if today I were to say, there was a rich man, who built hotels and casinos and eventually got elected president of his nation. You all would know who I'm talking about, but separated by a couple thousand years, other people may not. Who knows? Um, But that's it. So this is even referring to Solomon, this rich man who built these big barns to store all of his wealth and then died. And so it just shows the, the treasures of this world don't last. But how much in our world do we just go after these and we want them and we obsess over them? Even, I mean, I could tell you as a pastor, I've had plenty of vanity um, with regard to, where is it in here? Even at night, his mind is not at rest and this also is vanity, thinking about this and that. Usually, my time as pastor so far has been concerned with very practical things. Our school insurance claim from before I started is almost completed. Almost. I could tell you the vanity of the amount of times I've uh, not had a restful night uh, with my mind worry, okay, what's finally going to happen with that? But at the end of the day, is that the most important thing about St. Francis? No. It's the worship of Almighty God. God is more important than any of the uh, practical things we do. We need to do them. We need to do them well. But the worship of God is why we're here. Not because of nice schools and buildings and all that type of stuff. No, no, no. It's the worship of Almighty God. God is the ultimate purpose for it all. And so in the face of this um, vanity that is so present uh, in our culture as well, you know, 21st century America, one of the most materialistic cultures ever in the history of civilization, um, we as Christians need to take St. Paul's advice in two points. The first, 
I say it all the time, but maybe it's because everything's my favorite line in the Bible. This is one of my favorite lines in the Bible. Um, That you have died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. St. Paul's letter to the Colossians chapter 3, this is actually verse 3. You have died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. When we were baptized, we died. That we died to this world. And now our true life, the life that matters, the life that we should worry about and pay attention to and give effort to and work for, is the life hidden with Christ in God. Our life is hidden with Jesus in God. And so, um, that's, it's called in the history of the church, interior life. That when we have interior life, it's that hidden life. The life that's hidden with Christ and God. That no matter what tribulations are going on in my life, no matter what successes or failures I have in life, no matter what health or sickness I have in life, my true life, my interior life, hidden with Christ and God. Where no corruption can touch it, where no pain can touch it. No, no, no. Where what is of real value, my relationship to Jesus Christ. Your true life is hidden with Christ and God. You have died, and your life is hidden with Christ and God. We need to remind ourselves of that often, I think. That, no, you know what, Father Casey, you're so worried about this and that. Every time I go to the barber, I ask, is my hair getting thinner and thinner? How long is it going to last? Please give me, you know, no, Father Casey, you've died. Your life is hidden with Christ and God. Don't worry about it. There's a lot of bald priests. They're pretty good, right? No, uh, but that's it. Your, your life is hidden. Worry about what's important. Not vanity of vanities. No, worry about what's important. And then Paul gives us advice on what to do. He says, put to death then the parts of you that are earthly. Mortificate ergo in Latin. Uh, to put to death those parts of us that are earthly. This is a traditional Catholic thing that we've lost and we don't like talking about anymore. Uh, and in many ways, through the portrayal of uh, certain figures in the mass media and in film, uh, this concept has been really destroyed, but we need to get it back. We never lost it, uh, but we need to realize this is part of our life. Put to death, therefore, those parts of you that are or- earthly. The traditional practice of small mortifications, they're called. Uh, That's where I willingly give up things um, or do things I'm not really that interested in in order to put to death that part of me that's vain, that's focused just on this world. We do it during Lent. We call it fasting. um, But it's anything that we do, we should do all the time. Put to death, therefore, mortify those parts of you that are earthly. And so, uh, that's like, okay, I don't like getting up in the morning, so I'm going to give up the snooze button. I'm never going to hit the snooze button again for the rest of my life, no matter how much I want to. Do I want to hit it? Yes, but I'm going to put that to death. Why? Because my life doesn't consist in getting those nine extra minutes of sleep. Rather, my life is hidden with Christ in God. Do I really like delicious food? Absolutely. Can I go a little easier on it at times because I, my true life doesn't consist in a beautiful bacon cheeseburger. Rather, it consists in life hidden with Christ and God. Yes. 
or even, you know, does this person or that person get on my nerves and now with modern society I can totally block them or ignore them? Yes, but can I put to death that part of me by actually seeking this person out, trying to talk to them, being pleasant in it? Mortificate ergo, put to death those parts of us that are earthly, that are me-centered. It's about me and my pleasure and my power and my wealth. We as Christians put those to death. Today uh, is August 4th, and if it weren't Sunday, uh, it would be the Feast of St. Jean Vianney, the patron saint of parish priests, um, who did this in an incredible way. Jean Vianney is an incredible example that for the conversion of his parish, uh, he spent a lot of time praying, he did a lot of fasting, um, and the, the, the saints did this. We need to do this. This is a path of real holiness. Our true life is hidden with Christ and God. But those worldly desires, they're not going to stop. And so we have to put them to death. We have to mortify those desires through small practices. Don't do anything crazy, no way. But through the small, daily stuff. Where I can give up little things. I want this, well I'm going to choose that instead. Small things to put to death those earthly desires. Our life, our true life, doesn't end in this world. We as Christians have to bear witness to that. As St. John Vianney's example shows, if we bear witness to it, so many more people are going to come to know the Lord God. What is it about that person? The world seems to have no hold over them. Mortificate, ergo. They have put to death those worldly grips, and they live with Christ and God. By the grace of Almighty God, may we be faithful to that. May our true life, may we always recognize that our true life is hidden with Christ and God. May we put to death those parts of us that are earthly, so that when Christ our life appears, we too can appear with him in glory.